0: If you or someone you know is suffering from severe depression and is contemplating suicide, there is help. Call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Remember, silence solves nothing.
1: This is the Dan Diva coming to you live
0: from the Armory
1: Wrestling Radio Show.
2: Thank you and have a good evening.
3: Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of Indie Wrestling.
0: Maybe I did just change the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show.
3: Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob.
0: I don't sign autographs. I'm not, and I, and I very, very <laughs> rarely take pictures with people, but if people insist oh. and they're nice, then then I'll do that. so
3: and the lovely Laura. I am a true and total
1: lady. I would never headbutt anybody.
0: evening, folks. It is Wednesday night, hashtag Independent Wrestling Wednesday, which means you are listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. I'm your co-host, Bunkhouse Bob. Joining me in just a moment will be the other co-host, the lovely Laura. Folks, I know you are excited to be here tonight. You are as giddy as schoolgirls on prom night, aren't you? I know I am, but I'm not a schoolgirl. I mean, I'm still giddy, but at rate, anyway, uh, Folks, we thank you for tuning in. Wherever you may be at, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter address is at FromTheArmory. We've got a really big show for you tonight. Joining us uh, here in just a little bit will be the real Joshua Cutshaw. Uh, He's going to be talking a little bit about SWA and some other things he's got going on. And then joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. we've Been working trying to get her on the show for a while and i know she will make it m e m memorable. We have Mary Elizabeth Monroe joining us tonight. Folks, we're really excited. We've got a really big show for you. And without further ado, my partner in crime, Laura. How are you, Laura?
1: <laughs> I'm pretty good, Bob. How about you?
0: Well, you know, it's another Wednesday night. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Everybody knows that uh i wasn't available last week and We'll get to that in a moment, but it's been an action-packed week, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of shows, a lot of a lot of stuff happening. It's big, 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 big news, big news coming.
1: Yes, very big. I can't wait. This is going to be a great show, guys. Um, we've got two really big guests. I'm really excited about talking with them. Uh, so hang on. It's going to be a bumpy
0: ride. Yep, folks, if you want to speak to uh, Joshua, here in a little bit, or Mary in the eight o'clock hour. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. Again, our Twitter address is at from the Lord, you want to give people the Facebook info?
1: It is nine.
0: Before we get going any further, folks, uh, I did want to give a shout out. I wanted to thank George Coles from Heel Heat for helping out last week on the show. He did a great job, as always. George is always on top of his game. And he brought up some valid points, but however, however, he and Laura botched several spots on the show that I just have to point out. So here is Bunkhouse Bob's Botchamania special. Number one, our mystery guest was no mystery to me. It was Mary Elizabeth Monroe. If you all been listening for the past four to six weeks of episodes or followed me on Twitter, you'd have figured that out. That, and you read her name at the end of the show notes last week. The text message that I – Yeah, I know. I know that I told you I was going to send you a text message. That was a swerve to keep the fans guessing. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Now I know how TNA can blame – Huh? Do what?
1: Must have kept me guessing, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, now I know how TNA can blame Vince Russo for everything in writing. Now I know how that goes. Number two, there'll be no more Cameron Cade references on the show. Cameron Cade's birthday selfie to Laura has been deemed inappropriate material for the show and has to be removed from her Facebook page. (laughs) Basically, basically it's porn. And we would have to mention that this is an (laughs) NC-17 show change the tags, change the permissions. Laura, we're not going to turn this into a custom show or a mail review hour. <laughs> Number three, I said, on the, I said on the second episode of this show, which would have been some 30 weeks ago, the star potential Cedric Alexander possessed, and George Coles pretty much stole all of my stuff and reused it, which I don't mind but what I do mind is him leaving old pizza boxes around the studio in his best of Tony Shavani DVD set. That's inexcusable.
2: Oh.
0: So he's in violation of intellectual copyright laws. Thank you, George. Number four, Caleb Conley being compared to Shawn Michaels is like Jimmy Wayne Yang being compared to Bruce Lee. I know that everybody wants to support their favorites, but come on, Laura. Everybody needs to put away their O-Face cups and sober up.
1: Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I think uh, that I was know. a very valid comparison.
0: Yeah, yeah. on a Richter scale, maybe. Number five, everybody wants to know if I was in Boston. The answer is yes. Everybody wants to know if I went to New- West Newberry. The answer is no. If I met John Cena, I would shake his hand, but no, I'm not going to go look for his house. I'm not going to leave him any gifts. If I did leave him a gift, it would be Secrets of Pro Wrestling Revealed because at least there are more moves on that DVD than the five moves that he uses in the ring. I botched that thing myself, so I'm including myself in this Botchamania special. I should have told everybody I was on location in Myrtle Beach looking at the new headquarters of Pro Wrestling Carolina and working out a timeshare deal with uh, James Strong Style Shaver. That's what I should have told everybody. (laughs) So that's your botchamania report. Um, Speaking of leaving gifts, it would appear that Alberto Del Rio gave the gift of a slap to a uh, dot-com social media employee of the WWE and was released for unprofessional conduct. Now... I have been told that his contract was coming up within the next 12 months, and it had been rumored that he had no interest in staying with the WWE anyway. So,
1: I've heard that too.
0: You can take that for what that's worth. You can take that for what it's worth. And speaking of the WWE, I know that you saw it because you pointed it out, you reposted it on Twitter, and it was just eerie to me. You know, it's kind of like Bill Gates shaking Steve Jobs' hand. Do you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing. Well, all these years later, he, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was almost like sh- It was almost like he was shaking hands with the devil. Did you get that feeling too?
0: That, that, that smile. That, you know,
1: steam- that yeah, smile
0: on Triple yeah. H's face and that look on Steen's face. It was yeah. just like, I'm going to shake your hand but I feel dirty. That kind of yeah, yes, that, that that kind of look. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I,
1: I, I know. And I'm getting ready to throw some dirt on you. All you right,
0: know? give it to now me. Now,
1: watch out for the knife in your back. Watch out for the shovel. You know,
2: what
1: I, you? I, I'm oh, really yeah. happy that he's there because, you yeah. know, Triple H Brucey. um I'm really happy that he's there because he's a great guy. He deserves everything that he gets. Um. It well, doesn't sound right. He deserves everything um, that's happened to him as far as, you know, getting signed with WWE and going on to the next level. I'm hoping that he does wonderful. I hope they don't mess this up. I can't wait to see him and Sami Zayn wrestle again. Uh, I, it, it makes me excited, you know, because – I don't know whether you guys saw this or not, but Sami Zayn tweeted out today, you know, he took a line from the Who's My Generation, and there's like this, I mean, it looks like, you know, a Ring of Honor reunion show. Someone had said that on Twitter. It's like Cesaro, him, uh, Steen, uh, it was Kenta, it was, um, oh, uh, everybody's in that him.
0: picture, and there were a couple of Cesaro others. Cesaro
1: was there. Yeah, it was like, you know, look like a Ring of Honor uh, reunion show. It was just awesome. And, you know, I just wish Kevin Steen the best of luck because he deserves it.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the whole thing is I'm excited too, but I'm also hesitant. After the release of
2: yeah.
0: Chris Hero and the, re- and the release of Sean Ricker, it used to be, you know, signing that dotted line was the golden ticket you were in. Now it's like... Where you're still signing the dotted line, but it's like you know, we'll see. That's what that's what it you know. It's like you know the contract has a huge asterisk behind of it, and it says we'll see. That's the way, that's the way I take it. But
1: I think that's a very good. Um, um, I think it's a very good point. It's very valid. It's you know, it's it's not a, it's not. Uh, you know, a sure thing anymore. No,
0: nothing's you know, guaranteed. Uh, nothing's guaranteed. No, it's
1: not. In, no, and I'm, I'm hoping that if Vince does step down in a few years, because everybody seems to like what Triple H is doing with uh, NXT. Because right. I love NXT, you know? And hopefully yeah. maybe he can bring that up into the main roster. So we'll see, just like you said. Kind of, you know, hurry up and wait. Yep.
0: Exactly. Uh, folks, we've got a big announcement for you. It's been a pretty exciting week, weekend, coming into this week for Laura and I. Uh, we, both Laura and I are pleased to announce that we have developed a working relationship with a website, www.fnxnetwork.com. Uh, they are a company that is based out of Australia, and we have come to terms with them carrying our show to a larger fan base in Australia, United Kingdom and, and Europe, the EU. Um, what this means, uh, you know, because I know I had some folks that sent me some messages saying, you know, oh, you know, now you got you know a sponsor, you guys are sold out, you know, you're going to have commercials and blah blah blah, plugs this that and the other. Folks, what this means is that the show is not changing. It means that we are growing, and we're going to have more details in the next couple of weeks about this. But Laura and I are both very humbled and very excited that we have garnered enough interest in not only this country, but in other countries that people approached us and were interested in developing a relationship to carry our show overseas. Uh, You have no idea. I hope you do. I hope you have an idea. But I am utterly humbled, and I know Laura is, about the whole prospect we're very very excited and we want to thank you the listeners for spreading the word about our show. We, we we are very thankful and we want to thank you for that. So uh Laura your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think you know a lot of the thank you has to go to our Australian friend Luke.
0: I would agree with that. I mean, don't that. you think? I I think uh, I think so. You know, I, think I think so. Think Luke, Luke, Luke has been worked tirelessly. and and, and tweeting out him being in Australia. He gets up and and listens to the show the next day. I think there's like a 12-hour time difference. And Luke has made it his personal mantra, his own mantle, to carry our torch to fans Mm -hmm. in Australia. And by simple word of mouth, it has garnered some type of, I don't know how to put it, some type of momentum, some type Uh of cult following, some type of interest, to the point we were approached. So, Luke... Thank you very much. Thank you for what you've done.
1: Yeah, cool hand Luke. We appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. All right, Laura, if you want to read off some indie events for us, I'm going to make a phone call.
1: Um, uh, certainly. Uh let's see here. Let me find it because I as you know, I'm always uh tweeting and minding Facebook while you're yapping on. Okay. Um A.A.W. presents All Hail. It's August 5th Berwin Eagles Club in Berwyn, Illinois. And that's all that Bob put on there. So um, I guess you can Google A.A.W. and you can find out who's going to be on that card. Um, N.W.A. Smoky Mountain TV taping this Friday, August 15th at the Evolution Sports Gym in Elizabethton, Tennessee. 8 p.m. bell time scheduled to appear. Air America. Chase Owens Jeff Conley, Nick Hammonds, and many more. Also, they got a double shot this weekend. Saturday, August 16th, Fire on the Mountain at the Kingsport Civic Auditorium in Kingsport, Tennessee, 8 p.m. bell time. I've been in Kingsport, saw a Smoky Mountain show. It's wonderful. It's a great facility. If you're in that Tennessee area, go see these shows. Awesome. Um, scheduled to appear, Luke Gallows. Can't beat that. Uh, Chris Richards, K- Jason Kincaid, Sugar Dunkerton is going to be there. Chase Owens and many more. You can find all that information on www.nwasmokymountain.com. Again, that is Smoky without the E. Uh, Ring of Honor, Field of Honor, uh, Friday, August 15th at the MCU Park Stadium in Brooklyn, New York. 7.30 bell time scheduled to appear. AJ Styles, Adam Cole. ROH champion, and my and George Cole's favorite person, Michael Elgin, Kaz and Daniels, and all the stars of ROH. You can find out more at com. Vendetta Pro Wrestling presents Summertime Brews. See what they did there? It's pretty funny. Uh, Saturday, August 16th at the Boys and Girls Club of Simi Valley, California. It's 7 p.m. bell time. Scheduled to appear, Little Cholo, Ruby Rays, Jacob, Jacob Diaz, Sage Sin, Supreme, say that three times fast, and many mm-hmm. more. More information at www.vendettaprowrestling.com.
0: And folks will remember that uh, I think it was the week before last, I, had, I had told everybody Vendetta Pro is now underneath the... Uh, the NWA logo underneath the National Wrestling Alliance uh, umbrella, so there are some things that are happening in Vendetta Pro, and need to uh, make sure that you check them out. Folks, uh, right now we are going to bring on uh, independent wrestling standout Joshua Cutshaw onto the program, as booked, as promised, as guaranteed, as billed. We're not paying him anything, but uh, Nonetheless, he's here the same. Joshua, how you doing tonight?
2: How are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, brother, we're swinging and ducking. Swinging and ducking. <laughs> Ready for the real man. <laughs> Ready for the real deal. Joshua all. How Great. are you tonight?
4: I'm doing good. Doing good.
0: Good. Uh, with me on the other end of the line, as always, is uh, Laura, the other co-host. Laura, you want to say hi to Joshua?
1: Hey, Joshua, what's up?
0: Oh, you know, just being real.
1: Being real. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about that here in a little
0: bit. <laughs> Folks, if you're just now <laughs> joining us uh, in the studio with us is Joshua Cutshaw. Our phone number is 213-816-1605. Joshua, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time to be with us tonight. I know you've got a busy schedule and certainly appreciate you uh, making some time for us. Um, yes. On Thanks Saturday, August, uh, no problem. On Saturday, August 16th, you're going to face an opponent in one Tracer X for SWA wrestling. What can fans expect from you that night?
4: Well, uh it's not going to be flashy, I know that. Uh there there's been a little little heat between me and Tracer as of late. But uh
0: Expect you know a pretty raw, dirty beatdown of that little fella. So it's kind of come, it's kind of boiled over and came down to that point, has it? Yeah. Got. Okay. Yeah, he now, has I,
4: a little ego on him sometimes.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I watched some tape on you uh, from January in a match versus Tracer X, and I love your interaction not so much with the fans, but in certain points during the match with the referee. Is that a lost art in wrestling, wrestlers interacting with the referees? We've talked about this before. It kind of seems like the referee anymore just kind of, you know, he's standing there and, you know, at least for some, I'm not going to say all, you know, and then he's there to make the three count. Do you do you feel that old-school interaction is still important?
4: I, I do, you know, I feel, you know, Lately, like you said, you know, they're just there for the three count. They, they're either that or staying there in the way, sometimes even with their hands in their pockets. I've seen that, lo and behold. Uh, you know, it's, it's good <laughs> to get everybody in the match involved, you know, make sure the referees are working working for their money, too.
0: Right, right. What, What in your mind, uh, has been some of your greatest accomplishments in wrestling so far? Um, you know,
4: I w- wouldn't say more or less the matches I've been, any of the matches, but uh, just being part of that NWA Fan Fest training camp when, with Dr. Tom Pritchard was one of the, the greatest things I've done in the time I've been in the, in the business.
0: What What made that what made that camp or that 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 well, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here, Josh. With that, that, well, it is a camp, but it's you know it's, it's something more than that. That that one-on-one training or that one-on-one knowledge being mm-hmm. shared. What made that so special?
4: Uh, is you know just the knowledge coming from people you know that I've looked up to in the business, and uh, it was a really good learning experience. Um, I I learned more and the four days of that camp, then, you know, and the first few years of my wrestling career, uh, you know, him, uh, Dr. Tom, uh, Tully Blanchard, Les Thatcher, they're all there and uh, willing to give you the information you need to help you succeed, to teach you new new ways, you know, that you might not know or might not even um, have considered uh in your career, like everything was just top to bottom, a really good experience. Even uh, going around meeting some of the legends that weren't even involved with the training was was good, and they'd sit down and talk with you for hours on end.
0: Okay. Uh, We got a phone call. you mind taking a phone call from a fan? Uh, I don't mind. All right, let's take a look here. Hold on. 864, you're on with Live from the Armory. We've got the Joshua Cutshall in studio. Do you have a question for Josh?
5: Yes, I do. Um,
0: Josh, since you broke off from Tracer, do you see it as not only
3: just breaking away from him, but do you see an opportunity to go after maybe some single titles, you know, like the Carolina title and such, or the Southern
2: heavyweight?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that... Uh, Either one of those titles would look good around my waist. Maybe even uh, the, the the SWA heavyweight title even looks looks pretty from where I'm standing. I I got nobody to hold me back now with Tracer, really.
0: Wow. Eight six. Go ahead. Eight six four. I'm sorry. Oh, you're you're fine. And I mean, I'm just glad to see you know. Not only did he see breaking off from him, he just gives you an opportunity to show what he can do as a singles competitor. I mean, he's worked singles before, but it's kind of good to see him because a lot of people don't know it, but when Joshua's in the ring, it's raw emotion. You know what I'm saying? And right. Just get on the YouTube site and look at SWA and check out multiple things that Joshua's done. And he's just, he's a bearded fury to me. You know, that's what <laughs> I see him as.
2: And, I mean, okay. it's just what he is.
4: He's bearded, he's bearded Fury. Hashtag bearded, bearded fury. fury. That's all i got to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't, right? don't,
0: That's don't forget true. to hashtag it. Everything <laughs> must be
4: hashtagged. Trust
0: Absolutely. It has to be, be these days. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly appreciate the phone call tonight. All right, Thank brother. You. Take it easy. Bye. Thank you. All right. Josh, uh, what is it about wrestling that can have fans so infuriated at one moment that they say, and I know I've, I've said this before myself, I'll never watch it again. I swear, I'm, 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 I'm begging off from it. I'm done. Only to tune in week after week after week. Uh, yeah, I, I've
4: done the same thing before. Uh, back in my early years, uh, I think it's more along the lines of. You, you think you're gonna get to see what you want to see, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just stripped away from you at any point. Like you think you have it planned out in your head how it's gonna end, and you just get mad, I guess, when uh, your favorite doesn't win or the guy that you feel always wins wins. You know, right? It it's frustrating, much like with anything, really.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: All righty. Let's talk about Tracer X, Josh. You used to be tag team oh, partners. Goodness. So tell me what happened to bring about this heated feud you have with him.
4: Ah, uh, so, so many, so many things. Uh,
1: we got all night.
4: Well, for starters, you know I'm going to use a word that I usually use a lot. Everybody knows it It is the real tracer isn't what the fans get. You know the fans see this little abtastic flying boy. You know everybody wants to touch him. The kids love him. Woo! Uh, that's not the real Tracer. Not, not not the guy I know. You know, he uh, he he's he's not a fan of people in general. He doesn't like people. He he don't even like the the slap hands with kids and sign autographs. He he hates them. You know. Oh. And oh yeah he, yeah he didn't know that did you? Tracer hates people. <laughs> no. <laughs> not many people know that. But I do, so and fake? see, yeah, see, seeing, seeing how fake he can come across with people, and mm. how, how he can easily turn on that little fake smile. I don't know. It just continued to the boil in me, and boil and boil. And then, on top of that, losing our tag team titles, that that just pretty much was the straw right there, the final straw.
1: So incompetence and fakeness is basically what has brought you to this feud with him. Yeah. Because I would assume that with you being, you know, having that hashtag real, that you don't really put up with fakeness, correct?
4: That's true. I don't put up with fakeness with nobody. That's, that's probably why See, I'm pretty hated, too, because I'm never faked. I tell people what I think.
1: See, and, you know, that's, I would much rather be real than to be fake. I'd much rather people, like, you know, hate me for the right reasons than to like me for the wrong reasons, you know what I mean?
4: Exactly. You're cool with me now. See?
1: <laughs> I'm making friends all over the place here. I love this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can hear you bopping around. Um, yeah. What is some of your earliest uh, wrestling memories, Joshua?
4: Um, earliest wrestling memories. Uh, I do, uh, I was brought in and trained, uh, by, uh, one of my buddies. Well, I was trained by Chris the lost son. Uh, him and, uh, Exodus brought me in and trained me up. And, uh, you know, it was a. It's something I've always wanted to do, wrestling. You know, from day one, from being a little kid seeing it on TV. I know it gets a bad rap, but doing it in the backyard, uh, and then finally <laughs> being able, <laughs> being able to learn to do it the right way, uh, through crucifix and uh, Exodus, and then just picking up more information through people that I look up to. Uh, Ethan Case being one of them from the early years. At first, me and him didn't get along, uh, but now I think we've reached an understanding. Um, many. there's just been many too many to name that I look up to and uh, and respect in this business, and that uh, I, re- I really need, want to thank for for uh, bringing me to the point I am. In this career of mine
1: well I I have a question about Ethan Case here in a little bit but um, were you a WCW fan were you a WWE fan Uh, are you a fan of ROH you know things like
2: that
4: oh yeah Um, I was was really a fan of all of it I I do know that in, in the I appreciate the stuff WCW did now as then I did then. I know then I was really into the attitude era and all the stuff with, uh, WWF what that's when it was, you know, and and now looking back on it, like looking at certain things now that I know more about the business, I, I do appreciate more of the WCW stuff from, you know, today. Uh, and I, I, I do, uh, I do like ROH. I feel like, uh, like in the beginning, to me, like earlier years, they, they were more. I feel they were more uh, dominant, like in, in the talent okay. source, and, and uh, but they're, they're starting to come back around with with their stuff they have.
1: Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, they had some wicked awesome uh talent there for a while. I mean, I think that's I think WWE is you know, the house R. O. H. built for a little while, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um uh, Exactly. Because, you know, Punk, Brian, you know, all that, um we, we touched a little bit about it a minute ago. The the hashtag real, and of course, I think the answer is that's just who you are. Where did that come from? When did you start using
4: that?
2: Um. Well,
4: I'm going to bring up a little bit of past I don't like to mention. I used to wrestle oh, okay. under the <laughs> under the alias of Mister Amazing Ross Vegas. It, it wasn't okay. something I was proud of. <laughs>
0: Well, what was that? What sorry. was that name again, Josh? <laughs> Mister Amazing, Ross Vegas. No, that's a name. Yeah, that's
1: Vinny's cousin,
0: right? Yeah, that's a name. Yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> second
0: cousin twice
4: removed.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> um, and I, I just, I got tired of. Uh, I, I felt like uh, that that name and that character was more used as a joke. Um, You know, didn't take me serious. People didn't take me seriously. Promoters didn't take me seriously. Uh, And then I just started thinking, you know, about being real, you know, just being me, what, you know, what makes me me. And uh, it's funny because when I started thinking about being real and being me, it, it, what made me laugh is, you know, all these uh, wrestlers, like, they have Twitter accounts. They they always have, you know, the real Heel uh, Ziggler, the real, you know, all these, all these people have the real right. in front of them. And I was saying, you know, why not just crack on that with a little Twitter hashtag on, in front of my, my reel and, mm-hmm. just you know, escalate it from there.
1: that because, you know, it seems like so many wrestlers are not trying, I don't want to say are not trying to be real, but they're trying to have, you know, um, maybe a different persona in the ring than what they they are. And, you know, that's fine and dandy if that's what you, you know, want to do. But I think that's an interesting take on it and the way you go about it.
4: Yeah. um, Like I said, everybody's got different characters they want to portray and I just I wanted to bring me into wrestling. You know, people know me, not uh, some fake fake name, not some Ross Vegas, because at the end of the day, I mean, who are they going to talk about, this, this fake name, or do they want you know, oh, you know Joshua Cudshaw? I know him, you know. Whether it be out of wrestling or in wrestling, they they hear that name, they're going, go, oh, wait, I know that guy. Awesome. I, I, I truly yeah. like
1: that. and. Something else I saw on your Facebook that I liked, you were holding up a fanny pack. And
2: oh, yeah.
1: Are, are you and Ethan Case trying to start the fanny pack mafia?
4: We have to bring it back. It's a very serious
2: issue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if anybody in this world could do it, it's the two of you. <laughs>
4: There's not enough fanny packs in this world. Not anymore.
1: Yeah, because you had one that looked like it came from like mid nineteen
4: nineties. Exactly. I mean, that's you what it have to, like
1: to me. You
4: have to find the old ones. That, that's the only. They don't make them anymore. Not that I've seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't. I don't think. So you're bringing the Sandy pack back.
4: Well, it's a very useful tool. You should try it. (laughs) Uh,
1: You know, I might take you up on that. I, you know, begrudgingly admit that I carried a fanny pack once upon a time, too.
0: Oh, my God. I
1: might have to take over the world
0: one fanny pack at a time. Fanny pack palooza. (laughs) Goodness gracious.
1: Oh Lord, Lordy, um, I've seen I've seen your work in SWA and AIWF. Um, what other promotions have you worked at, and um, which ones would you like to have an opportunity in that you haven't?
4: Uh, so ah, yeah, see, I've worked for, uh, like I said, AIWF, uh, SWA, NCW. Uh, FMW HVW. Um, that's about it. I know uh I'd like to uh work for PWX uh at some point if I could. Uh <laughs> Brian And then, <laughs> and then uh <laughs>
2: uh Wrestle
4: Force uh and oh, eventually yeah. Eventually, uh, see if I can get up there to Ring of Honor and anywhere higher than that.
1: I think you'd be great in Ring of Honor.
4: Well, I thank you. Tell them that.
1: I, I will right now on Twitter. <laughs> well,
0: Josh, one of the criticisms that 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 we hear about constantly. Well, and one of the things that you know I see constantly on social media from from following and being friends with wrestlers is under training of wrestlers, that there are too many guys and girls in the ring that don't belong there. What are your thoughts on that? Uh I
4: totally agree. Uh there's there is uh certain people that either should complete their training or just if they don't got it, they don't got it. Uh, and then this is where it kind of like where that back to where I said, how oh, backyard wrestling kind of gets a bad rap. Where they uh, they think they do it enough in the backyard, they think they can jump in a ring with a you know professional and actually do the same stuff, and that's not the case. You know, it's, there's an there's an art form to it. There, there's uh, certain techniques you got to have with it, and you can't just anybody can not just jump in the ring and do it and that's how people get hurt and there's way too many people in the Indies that I've seen that should shouldn't shouldn't even lace
0: up a pair of boots, to be honest.
4: I mean there's way uh, too many of them.
0: Yeah, I understand. We we that's one of the things that we hear constantly is you know, way too much uh w- way too many people uh being undertrained or you know, 3 months you know, and they, they're thrown into yeah. matches and, you know, like you said. And they, they get know. in just because they're, they're friends, the promoter, or family. Basically, right. usually how that works. Yeah. How, <laughs> if at all, do you balance personal life and your wrestling life?
4: That's really tough. Uh, honestly, like, uh, I have a hard time making it even i i i uh it's mostly for me like even when i'm at my uh shoot job i'm sitting there thinking about wrestling what i'm going to do next how i can you know what i can do next week uh coming up you know I'm, i'm constantly thinking about wrestling uh i mean i'm able to I'm able to turn it off sometimes, you know, when my son comes over, uh, yeah, on the weekends, you know, mm-hmm. take him out and do stuff with him. Right. But, uh, for the most part, I, I'm, I'm always thinking about wrestling one way or another, whether it be small or, or, or the big picture, it's, it's always on my mind.
0: Okay. Tell us, uh, what you want to do in wrestling? What's the ultimate goal for you, Josh?
4: Um, my ultimate goal is just to to make it somewhere, just to even see see my name on the roster of one of the big companies. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, everybody would like to, you know, headliner wrestlemania you know be be the the next big guy the big face of a company i uh I, personally I, i'd like to just know that i've even made it to that company and then and see where it takes me from there
0: where are you going to be at coming up i mean obviously we know about saturday august the 16th and you can break that down for us and tell us where the event's at uh where else are you going to be at so that fans that are buying tickets can come out and see the real, hashtag real, Joshua Cutschall
4: app? uh obviously, like I said, uh, Forest City, August 16th, this Saturday. Um, August 30th, I will be uh, at uh, ROD in Hickory. Mm-hmm. Um, And then... Uh, Coming up in September, I'll be in Charlotte uh, at the Fireball Wrestling Show. Okay.
2: Oh, are you going to the Grindhouse Show?
4: I am going to the Grindhouse Show.
1: Have you ever been? You've not been,
4: right? I I have not been. This will be my first one. You
1: are in. You're in for a treat. I've been to the last two. It's wild.
4: I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're in for a treat for having me there. <laughs>
1: I will there agree
2: wholeheartedly. <laughs>
0: there you go, Joshua. If, if people want to follow you on Twitter or find you on Facebook, how do they do that?
4: Uh, it's a uh, Joshua Real Cutshaw on Facebook. It's weird because people seem to think that's how my name's supposed to go, but it's not. <laughs> just how Facebook had it. <laughs> right. Uh, and on Twitter, it's The Real Deal Joshua.
0: The real deal. And we'll put those uh we'll put those links up on our website tonight. Before we let you go, Josh, we asked us of all of our guests, we'd ask if you could cut a little uh a bump for us, a radio bump, and just simply say something like this is the real Joshua cutshaw and you're listening to live from the armory wrestling show. You can go whenever you'd like, sir.
4: This is the real man, hashtag real Joshua Cutshaw, and you're listening to Live from the Armory radio show.
0: Excellent. Joshua, I appreciate awesome. you taking the time to be with us.
4: Uh, thank you for
0: having me once again. Not a problem. Thanks again. You have a real nice thank you, evening. Josh. <laughs> you too. <and> I'll <laughs> we'll see you the thirteenth. See you there. All right. All thank right. you, Josh. Thank you. And there goes Joshua out into the uh, out into the real world. Nice guy. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah, I
1: thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean he, um, uh, you know, George just uh, sent me a message. He kind of he kind of sounds like Cliff Compton in places. <laughs>
0: yeah, he, he does. Talk. He does. Yeah. Not soft. It seems to be that there are a few people that are that way, soft-spoken outside of the ring. And right. meaner than hell inside of the ring, and I've watched some of his tape. I've watched his matches, and 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 Josh in the ring is uh he he can be a pretty badass guy. Don't don't let the soft-spoken demeanor fool you. I mean, uh, Mick Foley made I don't know one third of his money off of doing Terry Funk impersonations. So you know, don't uh True. don't don't let it get past you. Uh, coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Mary Elizabeth Monroe will be with us. Um, there's a couple things that we wanted to talk about before that. Laura, I know that you had uh, saw this on, on uh, social media, and I saw it, uh, saw it as well, about freight train and the Kickstarter goal.
2: Yes,
1: he surpassed his goal, which we're so happy that Freight Train did. Um, he'll be leaving for England at the last of September. He told me, I think it's like September 27th, something like He told me that $5 wrestling, I think that's what it was. But so happy for Freight Train that he gets to go and um, show everybody over in England what kind of great guy he is. And I just can't say how proud I am that he's gonna to get to go and of course Jake Manning's gonna go with him to um film the documentary which I'm hoping that what I told Seth at Five Dollar Wrestling makes it to the documentary. Um so I'm real excited about that and I'm just excited that, you know, this is an awesome opportunity for freight train uh to go over and uh visit another country. I think it's probably something he might not be able to do otherwise, um uh this time. Uh which brings us to another Kickstarter. Well, hold on. I want, um, I want
0: to get. I want to give you something real quick because I. I had pulled this photo. God. No, <laughs> I'm serious. This is about freight train.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, okay. It is for Preston City Wrestling. You can find information yes. on this. That's www.prestoncitywrestling.com. Uh, this is September the 26th, I believe, is where he is going to be overseas wrestling. And it shows freight train versus Mad Man Manson. He's on the card with the likes of uh, Paul London. Uh, oh wow. Let's see here, Brian Kendrick, uh, several other people. I'm I'm trying to to talk and look at this at this flyer at the same time, which we all know does not work out good for me. Uh, Preston City Wrestling, <laughs> though, check out that website www.prestoncitywrestling.com, W dot com. It'll give you information on that show, and I am ninety nine percent sure that's the uh, overseas show that they are been uh, working to get to.
1: I, th- I think you're right too. I think I've seen that before, um, um, and I think they're one of the premier re- wrestling uh, promotions over in England. I've heard if, their name a lot. You know, if
0: I'm not mistaken. I believe that I heard someone say, and and George, I have to back me up on this. We can get him on, find this out. I think that Preston City Wrestling is actually the oldest wrestling promotion, active wrestling promotion right now in the world. WWE is behind them. If I'm not mistaken, I'm almost positive. I I wish to have George Coles look into that.
1: I'm sure George will because he is actually listening right now.
0: Well, I know that he is. All right, carry on with this with this other news. Um,
1: my BFF Caleb Connolly, as you know, if you listen to the show, you know he's my BFF because he said so. Um, he and Zane Riley have a web show called Put Over the World.
2: Funny stuff. Well,
1: they're gonna put over the movie. Can you imagine? A Zane and Caleb movie? I mean, no, not, yeah. this is, like, monumental. Yeah. So yeah. they have started a Kickstarter program, and I think their goal was, like, $500. Well, they've already surpassed their goal. I think they did it, in like, four days. It's, like, six in the high sixes right now. You know, they need booze for Zane. They need protein shakes for Caleb because he's got to look pretty. You know, look yeah. pretty. Um. And some other things, and if you go to kickstarter.com, and I think if you look at either uh, Zane or Caleb's Twitter, probably both of them, and on their Facebook pages, it'll have links to their Kickstarter program. Um, It doesn't stop until like the fourth of September, I believe. And some of the prizes are pretty good. If you donate $750, you get Blue Teeth to Bear. I think if you donate like $500, you get your initials test you on Zane's ass?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's <laughs> not my what? idea, folks. I think 350 oh. There's, like, levels. One of them is, like, you get to go on a date with Zane and Caleb. And for those of you out there asking, no, I am not donating that much money. He's my BFF, but I'm not rich. Um And the other one is you get to apartment wrestle. I think maybe they stole that idea from you, Bob. I mean, like we were talking about apartment wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We should get an automatic film credit
0: anyway. We should get an automatic (laughs) film credit anyway. We have no money left in the show budget to donate to this Kickstarter, but I think we should get a credit anyway. I'm just putting it out there right now. Yep.
1: So, you know... (sighs) (laughs) go to kickstarter.com I'm sure if you search Zane and Caleb you can find that and hey you know donate so they can put over the movie you know Uh, (laughs) we all uh, love put over the world uh, here at the armory and seeing as how I've been on put over the world um, anyway but yeah go go help them out They, they seem to need all the help that they can get
0: in my mind I just see like an earthquake, and the Hollywood sign just shaking and falling down at the the premiere of Sane and Caleb put over the movie. It just I don't know. I, I guess if people will donate money to support and back documentaries on the history of slow motion, they would certainly give two dollars and ninety nine cents to these two guys. So whatever. Unbelievable! There's a Kickstarter. Um, I need to start a Kickstarter for myself. We need to start a damn Kickstarter. Sure. We should. Yeah, I know everybody else does it. Because we just have to find something that we want to fund other than the show. I mean, we. Big could find, Donnie
1: has a t-shirt.
0: Maybe that's what we ought to do. Maybe we ought to do, maybe we ought to do a Kickstarter to fund t-shirts being made.
1: I say we do it.
0: I wonder if we could I get mean, somebody, somebody with some stroke, maybe a famous show guest, former show guest,
1: hmm, to put us over. That I happen to talk to every once in a while.
0: Hmm. Interesting. <laughs>
1: Mr. <Mister, laughs> yeah, I hmm. think I'll have to send him a message. Sounds good. Hmm.
0: What do you know about uh, AIWS?
1: I know that AIWF is a good promotion, and they are having a show on the Saturday night in Mount Airy, North Carolina at the National Guard Armory, and it is called Deal with the Steel. It's an annual tradition that they have, and I've, all matches are in a steel cage.
0: Can't mm. really beat
1: that, can you folks? Yeah, I, like I mean, that's not that's bad. That.
0: No, um, I like that idea.
1: Let's see here. I don't know how much tickets are, unfortunately, because I didn't get that out of the email that the nice gentleman uh, sent to me. But mm-hmm. um, you can find out this information at facebook. dot com backslash AIWF Atlantic. Here are the matches: uh, the AIWF MidAtlantic heavyweight champion, Tr Superstar. He's really good. I saw him when I saw uh, when I went to a show uh, back in uh, I think it was March or April. It's probably March um, versus Kevin Phoenix. He's pretty solid too. They're going to have their own version of the war games, Hashtag the Trust, who are Phil Stamper, Stephen Hayes, Ty Tyson, and Mid-Atlantic TV champion Steve Niles versus Jacob Ryan, Kevin Stryker, Rob McBride, and Scrapyard Dog, Saw Scrapyard Dog at Firestar Pro Wrestling in June. He can go. Mm. Um, Money in the Piggy Bank, Justin Flash. I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Keep your eye on him. Really? I think he's going places. Mm-hmm. I really do. Right. Uh, versus Lewis Moore versus Kevin Styles, versus T.C. Washington. And once again, all these are in steel cages. Um, Fox Rocks, which is Jamie Fox and Foxy Roxy versus the Star City Rollers, jo- Jody Osborne and Jimmy Gennetti, who uh, originate out of Roanoke, Virginia. And the AIWS World Cruiserweight champion James Anthony is going to issue an open challenge. So um, can't really beat that. All those matches in a cage. Sounds good to me. Um, Now we're going to talk some PWX. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: I will be attending PWX uh, Saturday. I'm very excited. Uh, It's going to be – I think it's going to be a different show. There's a lot of new names there. Well, new to me anyway. Um, people have been in PWX, now they're making the return. It's going to be good. Tickets start at $5 for kids 10 and under, adults $10. VIP is 20 with meet and greet and event poster for autographs. If you want to get in for the kids the VIP, it's 15 Bell time is 7.30. Doors open at 6. Uh, we have got here the PWX heavyweight champion, Cedric Alexander, is going to take on Marcellus King of the mm. Circus. We, thought, we talked about that a little bit. I'm really interested to see what's going on with this because Cedric used to be a member of the circus
2: mm-hmm.
1: for EVO yeah. because it was kind of like a PWX invasion. EVO mm-hmm. was invading PWX, and Cedric was not on the PWX side, just want to say. Um, my good friends, the Tommy Thomas and worst-case scenario, Ethan Case and Elijah Evans IV, are going to be taking on Country Jacked. this is the match I'm really hyped about seeing. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, Previous uh, guest, uh, Lance Lude, love Lance Lude, uh, is going to defend his uh, uh, innovative TV title against Billy Brash. Also appearing is recent ROH uh, signee Moose Ojinaka. Mm Mm-hmm. Our good friend D. Tommy Thomas, Chase Brown, Anthony Anthony Henry, Uh, Drew Myers, Team Fearless, which consists of Lodi and Scotty Matthews. Our good friend Tessa Blanchard will be there. Joe Black Mm -hmm. comes back to PWX and many more. You can find out information and order tickets at www.eventbrite.com. And you can just search PWX and you can buy your tickets right there online.
0: Very, very cool. i got a couple of things that I've been, been getting messages about. First of all, what I said about Preston City Wrestling, that is true. It is the oldest active wrestling promotion in the world. So I knew I had heard that. I'd hold on to stuff like that because that's why I get paid the big money. Number two, <laughs> I've been told that the AIWF tickets are six bucks. And number three, this this is an exclusive announcement that you're only going to hear on our show. At the PWX event, Moose will be taking on Mr. Elite, Drew Myers.
1: Awesome.
0: So that should be a very exciting match. That should be very cool stuff.
1: Yeah, no kidding.
0: You heard it here first, folks because every now and then we get breaking news, every now and then. Did it,
1: did it, did it, did Yep, we do.
0: Exactly, exactly. So that's very cool. Folks, we're uh, here about three, four minutes or so. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Monroe will be calling in, and we uh, look forward to having her on the show. Uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling Star, or some folks may know her from there, came into Ohio Valley this past year, so uh, pretty excited to have Mary on. Uh, and... I also just got another message that there are going to be more new faces showing up in PWX in September. So you folks will want to stay tuned yeah, for that.
1: I've, I've heard that as well. Um, I'm interested um exactly what Mr. Canna Brusky has up his threes.
0: You never know. He's a man of, uh, man of many mysteries, a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Mystery wrapped in an, an envelope. one.
1: Maybe I should start calling him Brian Mystery Kanabruski.
0: <laughs> Mr. Mystery. Instead of Mr. Mister. Mr.
1: Mystery. Yeah, Mr. Mystery Kanabruski. we we got we to make like that rhyme somehow.
0: Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We don't know. I don't know. Let me see here. I was trying to see if I had something else. I thought I had something else. Oh, I do know what I have. I do know what I have. Got an exciting, got an exciting uh, thing that came across social media today. Want to send out a shout out to my boy down in New Orleans, the Southern Stomper, Luke Hawks. Yeah. Coming to Wrestlecade, so very excited about that. Was glad to see glad to see that coming through, and and we'll have coverage as we get closer to Wrestlecade. But I've looked through a lot of the. Uh, a lot of the pictures, a lot of the announcements of folks that are coming, uh, obviously Matt Hardy, Luke Hawks, uh, I said, uh, Caleb Conley. There, there are a ton. I think <laughs> at last count, I think that it's listed at like over 125 wrestlers are expected at WrestleK uh, in November. Uh, be really, really big show, really big show, so... And Like I said, we'll have more information as uh, as the time draws close. But uh, I saw that today; that uh, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to see that come through. So, congrats to uh, Luke Hawkes for being at WrestleCade this year.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him wrestle live. I've never seen him wrestle live, um, and so happy that he's um, you know heading north a little bit because he was at uh, FanFest at Charlotte. A couple of weekends mm-hmm. ago so it's really good to see him being exposed to uh, people who haven't ever seen him
0: that's true that's true now I know that he's done some work uh, up north he has been you know the Maryland champion Maryland championship right. wrestling you know 2013 Shamrock Cup winner uh, you know done done some work up there uh, but really uh, really good to see him on a on a big platform like Wrestlecade I think people will be very impressed uh, if they haven't heard of him or haven't uh had the opportunity to see him wrestle, uh I th- I think everybody's gonna be really, really pleased. Really pleased. So that's good.
1: And um, I did you see that picture of him and Mr. Kanabruski together?
0: I did see that picture of him and Mr. Kanabruski together.
1: So, um,
0: well, uh, you know. Out P W S could yeah. be
1: somebody could be getting a stomping.
0: Well, it wouldn't surprise me. uh, I think all of the PWX fans would be pleasantly surprised if Mr. Hawks Mm -hmm. made an appearance at PWX. That would be very cool. That would be very cool. Folks, we're just waiting on uh, Mary Elizabeth Monroe to call in. Uh, If you'd like to speak with her, our studio number is 213-816-1605. And I believe we have Mary right now.
5: Awesome.
0: As I can get my fingers to work. Is this Mary?
5: This is Mary.
0: Hi, Mary. It's Bunkhouse Bob. How are you?
5: I'm doing well, Bob. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We are live on the air. And on the other end of the phone with us is our co-host, Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Mary?
5: Hey, Mary. Hi. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself tonight? I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm. I'm excited. I think. Hopefully, Bob's excited.
0: Absolutely. Well, Bob
5: just can't contain himself. <laughs>
0: yeah. Absolutely. You can imagine. Absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's not put the cart before the horse here. Now, come on, uh, folks. If you're just now, if you're just now tuning in, uh, live on the line with us is Mary Elizabeth Monroe. Our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Mary, uh, all all jokes aside, I want to thank you for taking time to be with us tonight. We certainly appreciate your time. I know it's valuable, and we thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight.
5: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Not a problem. Uh, How was it singing the national anthem at the Hamilton County Fair just a little bit ago?
5: Well, that was – it ended up being quite an adventure uh, because – the first, the address um, that GPS pulls up is incorrect. Okay. And then there was traffic. So right. when I finally made it there, I was pulling in to the back gate and I said to the lady, I'm supposed to be singing at the opening ceremonies if, if I haven't missed it. And she goes, well, I don't think you missed it yet. Go see where, you know, park wherever, it's right over there. So I just ran right in and had about a minute uh, and then they announced me, and I went and sang, and then I also got to announce the wrestling show that I wrestled on that Friday, also at the fair, so it was uh it worked out
0: <laughs> Now some fans may not know this, but you sing very well i've i 've actually heard clips of you singing, and you are involved in other things, not just wrestling uh involved you know, with singing, and, and you're also involved with modeling or have been involved with modeling, haven't you?
5: Yes, that's correct. I actually got into wrestling in a way because of singing. Um, I've, I've always been an athlete, and I've always been in music and uh, theater and just kind of um, all, all types of entertainment. But when I was 19, I was singing in a rock band in Cincinnati, and I invited people that I worked with to come see My band And one of the waiters I worked with said Well I'll come see your band if you get your band to come see me wrestle So I said Okay sure whatever You know that's having fun Um, Was willing to try it it wasn't too far away Uh, So my best girlfriend and my guitarist And I all went to see a show At Heartland Wrestling Association And I remember that First night immediately I said to my friend "Um, I I have to do this And I'm going to do it and she said yeah yeah totally We should do it and she didn't I, I think she you know maybe didn't realize how serious i was but when i i saw that first show i said i'm doing this and i did
0: very cool i i actually uh lived in columbus for a number of years so i know i'm i'm familiar with the area what was the name of the band that you were in
5: at the time that um version of the band was called location green um okay. but really uh there's some um, music online that was my, my guitarist and I were kind of the, the two that stuck together. Um, his name's Brian Asbury, and he also does sound engineering. And uh, we did a project called Options, 100 Different Spellings um, that can be found online. Uh, we did a few years ago. That's actually really interesting. Um, it was one of the most fun projects I've ever been a part of. Um, we included a lot of really great musicians, had a, a girl who plays viola, uh, and then some uh, musicians from all around Ohio participated in that.
0: Very cool, very cool. Now, I saw that you had came into Ohio Valley Wrestling in like the, right at the beginning of 2014, and you were put in a program with Jesse Bell, who has been a guest on this show. Uh, and in talking to her, it was very apparent, very quick, that that she's an old school type wrestler. What what Definitely. has she done? What has she done to help you get going in Ohio Valley? Uh,
5: well, I've known her for years, so having somebody that was a familiar face when I when I went there was really helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, How long had you known um, her?
5: Oh, shoot, I've known her, I, I would say probably since right around when she first got into the wrestling business, which I think, I think she started wrestling in 2010,
2: mm-hmm.
5: but I think that she, um, I had met her before that because she was participating in uh, sort of a manager valet LA capacity, uh, I think, starting... I want to say, like around 2006 or 2007. So, as far as um, her involvement in wrestling, it's, it's been almost as long as I have. Um, but mine was just starting off, like knowing that I was going to start wrestling and training to wrestle immediately.
0: There was a there was obviously a comfort level for you with her being there then, correct?
5: Yes. And it, you know, there was somebody who I, I knew that if I had any questions or um it, you know, wasn't sure about anything or you know, needed to know um kind of just, just how they ran things there, I could ask her because she already knew the ropes and um you know, so if I forgot something or, you know, wasn't sure how they did something I would just double check with her. So that was, you know, really helpful. Um she <laughs> she's a multifaceted
0: person and when, when i needed her to be nice she was nice <laughs> right uh, she she told us some stories about you know fans coming across the rail and you know stuff like that i wouldn't want her to to give me an elbow shot you know she, she's she's uh, a she's a tough gal for sure yeah she's
5: she's fiery <laughs>
0: <laughs> now i know that you go i know you go by the rated uh g star um yes in this age of total divas where nothing seems to be off-limits to generate ratings, do you still feel there's a certain uh, integrity level that has to be maintained, or is it all negotiable based on popularity?
5: I absolutely believe there's a, an integrity level that needs to be maintained. I think that people can get attention for a short time uh, if they do those over-the-top things, but it's it doesn't last forever, and if you can't back it up and provide a product that people will want to get behind and will want to keep coming to watch, and not only that, but bring their children to watch, uh, it's just not going to last very long. And to me, uh, you know, even though my reasoning for maintaining the rated G personality and persona is because that's who I am and it's important to me, it also makes sense from a business standpoint because if you can sell a ticket to a child and get their parents to agree to take them to a show, mm-hmm. they're not going to send a six-year-old by themselves. You automatically have sold usually two or three tickets or more. So um, even from a business standpoint, it makes a lot of sense to have a product that will appeal to families.
0: Do you do you watch Total Divas? Do you do you, are you entertained by that? If you watch it.
5: I've actually never seen an episode. I have seen um, parts of it being filmed, but I've not watched an episode. So I okay. couldn't really answer that question. Um, I think I've seen some trailers for it, and, you know, it looks it looks like fun. It's um, just that different aspect, but it doesn't, from what I see of it, it doesn't look like it has a lot to do with wrestling. Um, so there's the dynamic and the... Um, sort of the, the relationships between the different personalities that you know, I definitely think would be appealing to people to watch a show like that and, and that's been shown by all of the different types of shows that will explore right. the relationships and dynamics between different types of people.
0: Right. Okay.
5: Well, don't feel bad because I've never seen
1: an episode of Total Divas. I have no <laughs> interest whatsoever in seeing that, and it's just, you know, when I want when I when I want to see women wrestle, I want to see them wrestle. I don't want them right. to uh, do, uh, you know, musical chairs or, or anything like that. You know, I I I like watching women actually wrestle. You know, it's, it, to me, it's it's wrestling, period, no matter if it's a guy or a girl. But anyway, I digress. Um, I like your name, the, the Mary Elizabeth
5: Monroe. Is that a play on Marilyn Monroe? It is a little bit. Uh, it, that's not how it started. It started because when I first started wrestling, somebody told me, and this is, um, you know, I think a, a lot of people that that really do well with their character development uh, agree with this, that the best characters are your own personality with the volume turned up. So I thought about who I am and what my history is, and um, I was a Catholic schoolgirl for 12 years and a student athlete, so I thought uh, being sort of a spirit squad leader type character would be a good fit. So that was kind of where the idea started. That's not necessarily where my character stayed or went, but that was sort of the beginning of it. Um, So I knew... Regardless of what type of character I had, I wanted my initials to be M-E. Um, I knew that from the beginning. That was the first thing I really decided on. And then when I decided to go sort of the Catholic schoolgirl route, then I thought, okay, what name sounds, you know, like a, a Catholic schoolgirl, and I decided on Mary Elizabeth. And then about a year later, um, I was starting to develop um, sort of a pinup glam type look with my hair and makeup and everything. So... Um, and I I wanted to sort of have a throwback vintage-style look that also went with the kind of rated G character. So it was something that was um, aesthetically pleasing, but it wasn't the sort of modern PGR-type chin-up style. So that was when I added Monroe, and that was kind of a a send-up to Marilyn Monroe.
1: Nice. I I, I like that. I like that you... um wanting to portray something but not necessarily compromise you know who you are in order to do that and I think a lot of I think a lot of people I think that happens to a lot of people in wrestling that you know sometimes they portray an image that they're not really you know necessarily proud of or it's not necessarily something that they think um, is them and I really do do like that Um, that's I don't think I've. It's kind of a. We didn't even really pick it, but it's kind of a theme because Joshua was talking about being real, um, earlier, mm-hmm. and you know being you know true to himself, and so you know you are as well. That's uh, we can pick them, huh, Bob? Yep, absolutely. <laughs>
0: and,
1: and, and don't even mean to. Um, I read somewhere, <laughs> I think Bob and, and i certainly, most certainly, I, I think that is a, a, a wonderful thing that. Uh, you you can be you know this um, role model and not have to you know sometimes I wonder when I watch women's wrestling is there going to be a wardrobe malfunction at any moment you know
5: right
1: so that worries that worries me you know well I mean if I had a young child it would worry me a little bit but um, I did see I read somewhere that one of your trainers was Jimmy Wang Yang is that true?
5: Yes, that is true. Um, I started at Heartland Wrestling Association, um, so I my main trainer was Cody Hawk there, and then there were a lot of people that came through um, that were either part of the HWA staff or had had trained there and worked there. And you know, when when they were around, I was able to get input from them and and kind of work with different people, and then. Jimmy opened a school for a while in the Cincinnati area and started running shows. So uh, while he was doing that, I was also training with him and working on his shows. So that was um, really valuable because I got yet another aspect of um, sort of a different perspective and different training style and different point of view um, because he had a lot of different experiences than some of the other people I had worked with before. So... It really helped round out my training a little bit more. And uh, even now, every time I get an opportunity to work with somebody different, um, I do. If I can get in the ring with somebody and learn from them, um, I, I want to learn anything I can. And you know, sometimes I won't necessarily agree with something, but uh, I, I like to know kind of what the different ideas and perspectives are that are out there. And then, you know, sometimes there are things that I decide, okay, I really like that. That works for me. And then I can kind of take that as a piece of the puzzle that makes up kind of my wrestling style. I think that is
1: a great attitude to have because if you're not learning and incorporating different things in your wrestling, you're you're never going to go any – you're never going to go to that next level. You're going to become stale. Um, right. But I do – boring. I do believe – Right, and and uh, it gets worn for you, and you know the fans. I'm sure you know would like exactly. to see a little something different along the way too. Bob, I think you said something about Jimmy Wayne Yang earlier in the program, didn't you?
0: I did, I did. I you said, you
5: did, you did.
0: Well, you want me to repeat it? Like I'm like I'm not shy about repeating it. I'll repeat it. No, didn't say Bob. I said Caleb <laughs> Conley. Are you familiar with Caleb Conley, Mary? You know who I'm speaking what of? Is the,
5: what is the name?
0: Caleb Conley. With Evolve uh, uh sure. PWX. Myself. Okay. Okay. Caleb Caleb Conley being compared to Shawn Michaels is like Jimmy Wayne Yang being compared to Bruce Lee. Is what I said. did. I, you know, it's a it's a terrible comparison. Two totally different genres.
5: Apples and oranges.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So see, Laura? Not gonna make me blush. Mm. Not gonna make me blush. Hey,
1: I, I had to try. I, I had know. to try. Okay, as much
0: crazy, crap as you enough. give
1: me on a daily basis. One um, of the
0: most underrated WWE superstars, by the way, was Jimmy Wang Yang. Just, just saying.
1: So I, I loved him. I, I got to see him live one time, and he was, he was wonderful. He was absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, he's, he's a good. You know, character. <laughs> he, he really is. And he was great on uh, Colt Cabana's uh, podcast. I don't know if you've ever. Listen
5: to that when he's on there
1: great podcast
5: um, I'll have to check that you're all actually tagged with Colt once in Chicago, so that would be that would be kind of cool to check that out. Oh wow she's making all
1: kinds of connections here. Um, <laughs> we talked a little bit about y- y- you being known as the rated g superstar and and let's talk a little bit about how important it is for you to be a uh, role model, especially to young girls?
5: Um, yeah, I mean, when I started, um, some of the best moments I had were when, you know, a, a little nine-year-old girl would come up to me and say, um, you know, I just, I want to be just like Mary Elizabeth because she's so pretty, but she's so tough and she's so strong. And while I don't want them to necessarily want to be Somebody else, um, I I like that they pick out the characteristics that they can emulate so that they can realize they don't have to choose, that they don't have to be the jock or they don't have to be the nerd and they don't have to be the ditz, you know, that there, there are all these negative sort of stereotypes that pigeonhole people into just one category. And they, none of them have to be negative and none of them have to be exclusive. And for me to show... Especially young girls, but really for anybody, that they can be anything and everything they want to be. That's one of the the greatest things that I can do with wrestling. And we
1: as women do get kind of pigeonholed into those kind of negative stereotypes, like the or the the nerd, or you know any you know things like that. And I think that's really, uh, you know refreshing to see someone not wanting to portray that and to tell little girls how you can
5: be whatever you want to be, you know. Thank you. I've, I appreciate that. That's I, I've been recently posting uh, some pictures and, and saying, you know, this is kind of why I wrestle. Um, you know, I, I just love when the young kids and the little boys and the little girls and everybody come up to me and, and I always you know, try to get them to flex their muscles for the picture with me, and um, I mean, that's one of my favorite things when, and I tell their mom or dad, I say, when you get this picture up, tag me in it, and they, they always, you know, tag me, so I get these pictures of these kids with these big smiles, and they're having fun, and they're, you know, they're smiling, and they've got their muscles up, and I love it. I just, I want them to, um, you know, be able to, to kind of have, have that memory, and know that they can be a part of that, Um, you know, whether it's something that's actually an athletic endeavor or if it's just that um, I got an email one time where a a high school girl had said I had really inspired her to work harder at school and just seeing um, how hard that I was working had made her start to work harder and and do her homework and, and really take pride in whatever she was doing and that's what I want, whatever they're doing. I want them to take pride in it and to work hard and not to give up on themselves. Wrestling, transcending
1: boundaries, that is absolutely awesome. I, I, I love that. I love that. And I'm hoping that I got this right. Your finisher is called Taste
5: the Rainbow, is that correct? Um, that is That used to be... Um, one right now I'm actually using one that's called the um rainbow cross and it's a submission maneuver um yeah so that's um I can get into it kind of a number of different ways um one of my favorite ways to get into it is to um, give my opponent a suplex and then I hold on to them and I roll backwards through and then apply the submission um to their head and neck and also trap one of their arms so that's been my favorite um, to use recently. I've I've gotten to use that on Lady Tapa. However, we were interrupted by Jessie Bell, who you mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that would have worked on her or not, but I at least went for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: always interrupted by someone. Um, <laughs>
5: let's um, – Yeah, so she wasn't always helpful down there, but <laughs> – she has her limits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can imagine. <laughs> um, we've asked this question of other guests, and I'd like to ask it of you, because um, you, your husband is a wrestler as well. And how hard is it to be involved with someone that is in the wrestling business as well? How hard is it to, um, you know, I guess maintain that relationship and, you know,
5: just take
1: time for – you know each other.
5: Um, I'm actually no longer married, but I can oh. still answer that question, and that's that's okay. It's totally fine um, because I didn't, you know, really announce that. So, <laughs> um, but in the in, I don't really feel that the marriage ended because of wrestling at all. Um, I think that it's definitely possible to maintain a relationship in wrestling, whether it's um, just finding a balance and managing time. Sometimes that means actually getting to travel together to shows and doing shows together. And if not, um, then just being able to find and balance and manage your time when you're not um, traveling. So, um, you know, I, I think that it's definitely possible. I know that in some situations there can be uh, competitive aspect, and that can be good or bad, um, just depending on the person. With me, um, I think there can always be a friendly competition and encouragement. I know that some people start to get competitive and then maybe start to get jealous, and that can definitely lead to some problems. So, um, you know, I think with anything, it just really depends on the person and it depends on the dynamic between those two particular people. Well, I, I do want to say I did not mean to put you
1: on the spot whatsoever okay. at all because um, I had had not seen anything contrary to that fact. So
5: um, that's okay. I, I, I actually still, you know, hear from people about you know assuming that, and it's I'm not I'm not upset or offended, so I don't want you to feel bad at all. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, lastly, I'm going to ask you a
1: really important question. Are you going to give Bob that follow he's been looking for
5: on Twitter?
0: Oh, good Lord.
5: Is is Bob on his Twitter <laughs> right now?
0: I've been bouncing um, back and forth. I'm multitasking right now.
5: Okay, because I checked earlier. Let me see. It looks like I am following 99 pages right now. So, Bob, would you like to be number 100
0: Absolutely, because if you did that, that would put me at eight hundred and ninety followers. So, see, we both hit a Ooh, milestone.
5: Well, then, I, are you ready? Are you watching?
0: I'm. I've got it pulled up right now.
5: Follow. I am now following Bunkhouse Bob.
0: Sweet. Woohoo! <laughs> see folks, see how that works when you're cordial with people. And you show politeness and you tweet back and forth some life (laughs) life questions and get to know somebody and just say, instead of going on a social media rant saying, I don't know why she don't follow me, I'm cool. She should be following me. And then tweet her incessantly every, you know, three and a half minutes. You see how this kind of works, folks? We've talked about this before. Was it worth the wait? Yeah, absolutely. See, nice guys do things. I really,
5: I just, I didn't want to follow you because the the follow back campaign was just, it was a lot of fun for me. <laughs>
0: it was, it was so cool. When that started, started, was like, well, had some well, now I questions. can't. Yeah. We had some good questions. <laughs> I, said, I don't want we actually... <laughs> uh, I'll be still in my beating heart. Concentrate. All right, <laughs> onward and upward. Let's see here. All right, Mary, you've worked with the likes of. Heidi Lovelace, Jesse Bell, Allie Parker. She's been on the show before. Taylor Hendricks. Oh, I
5: love Allie.
0: Yeah, she's she's cool. She's cool. Allie. Allie and I get together I, I like, haven't. Even I have not
5: actually worked with Heidi. She's on my my wish
0: list. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. See 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 what happens. Sometimes you get misinformation from misinformed people. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, Lady Tapa, I, which I watched that match uh, between you and her. Uh, and then where Jesse came down and, and interfered and all okay. that other stuff, I think she was getting ready to tap. That's my own opinion, but what I, it,
5: I think that I, I had I had her.
0: <laughs> I think you did too. I think you did too. She was just it was just that close, that close. What is it that you try and take away from each match?
5: Um. Well, every opponent's different. So while they have their particular sets of strengths and weaknesses, Um, I do too, but depending on who I'm facing, it also will um, sort of highlight for me a different set of strengths and weaknesses, if that makes sense. So when I'm working with someone like Lady Tapa, you know, she she is huge and strong and and she's got a wingspan, like, that, you know, it's just if, if she gets a hold of me, I'm in trouble, so my right. it's It's kind of learning how to adjust my approach depending on who I'm working with um, and not sort of um, not trying the same things with every person so um, i I try to take away you know kind of those those different ideas um when I work with there's you know one girl that I've been working with who is extremely flexible and bendy so that can make things difficult you know it's hard to to submit somebody when they just can bend and and feel no pain but so I have to come right. up with different techniques or um there are things that they can use in their offense that I have to look out for as well so um I you know that's part of it and then Every time I'm in the ring, I just try to do something better. Um, When I first started, I would choose one one or two things every match, and um, I would watch my matches back, and then I would think, okay, what is the biggest, most glaring thing that I can improve that would really take me to the next level? And that would be the thing that I would work on until that sort of became more natural and became a habit. And then I would, you know, pick something else and and Then it got to the point where the things that I would look at to change or to fix or improve are these fine details, and I'm starting to polish um, just my in-ring performance. And so now I'm kind of at that point where I'm still just finding these little details that I can polish and um, just try to do that every time I work.
0: See, folks, we can never underemphasize the importance of watching tape, even on one's own self. Has, Absolutely. And,
5: and, you know, I watch myself It's as painful as it is sometimes, but the, the reason, you know, I, I watch myself and I tell other people to watch themselves is that a lot of times when I watch a match of mine, I, I will look and think that, okay, well that's not what I thought I looked like when I was doing whatever it mm-hmm. was. So right. um, get, just getting a, a better self-awareness by doing that so that, you know, you, you know what, what it looks like and, and how to fix it a little bit better. And then I watch other wrestlers that, um, and, and a lot of different wrestlers for different things that, you know, if they have a, a particular strength or something that I really like how they do something, then I'll watch for that and see how I can incorporate that into my own wrestling. So it's kind of, just pulling from, rather than, you know, picking one person and saying, okay, I'm going to be like that person. I mean, there's no point in doing that because I I don't think it's really possible to completely duplicate someone. And if you do, then there's already someone like that out there. So um, that's not really something that's going to set you apart, but to pull something from all these different sources um, can Mm. kind of create, that one, um, you know that one product that would be my own wrestling character and personality.:
0: It's like a, uh, a painting. It's a palette of many colors, not just one.: mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I want to talk to you about uh, transformation for a moment, because your look has transformed over time. And I'm not just talking about hair color or your ring gear, but your physique, your physique as well. How has nutrition and working out, because I see you put up a lot of pictures of of your workout regimen, how has that changed you and your wrestling style?
5: Um, Well, it's, I've always been doing something um, as far as the workout nutrition goes. Uh, I've always been trying, you know, to kind of find out what works for me and, I recently, in the last about year, found something that really, really worked for my body and I started you know, having really good results. And part of that also uh, came from just having having time to really focus on myself um, mm-hmm. and focus on what I needed to do a little bit more and that um, I kind of eliminated some distractions. So mm-hmm. once I started doing that, then, you know, that definitely... Um, gave me the opportunity to try some different things in the ring that maybe I wouldn't have been able to before. Um, Like one thing, when I changed my diet about uh, three or four years ago, I quit eating gluten, and my flexibility improved, um, and I'd already had some decent flexibility, but it improved a lot, so I was able to use that Um, and, and some of the things that I could do in the ring that I wouldn't have been able to do before. And then um, recently with what I've been doing, um, the way I've been training, uh, I've been able to improve some of my strengths and mm-hmm. use that in some of my submissions and some of my bigger power moves. Um, but while I can do that at the same time as I was leaning out, then there are some things that I was able to incorporate where I could um, kind of do you know, some, some more not, I wouldn't call it quite high flying, but I can do a little bit of the the higher impact, the you know cross body off the top turnbuckle that I wouldn't necessarily have have done as often before. Things like that, and and right, right. now I'm actually wanting to um, start exploring that a little bit more, and and actually um, am going to uh, you know get in the ring with people so that I can start to explore different things that I can add to um, kind of my Rolodex of my, my offense. Um, so now that, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of more more settled, I guess, into my new physique, then, um, you know, I'm like, okay, now what are these things that I never even thought to try or never thought to attempt? What can I do now? And, and so now I'm really starting to think about stuff like that. So uh, if you keep an eye on me, I think you'll start to see some things uh, that will be, It'll be new, and we'll
0: kind of answer that question for you. Okay. No, very, very cool. Um, we, we talked to Tessa Blanchard uh, a couple weeks ago, daughter of WWE Hall of Famer Tolly Blanchard.
2: Mm-hmm. One of
0: the things that came up, uh, we talked about added pressure to female talents uh, to not only have a certain sex appeal, but to kick butt in the ring and the longevity. Of female performers in this business, uh, what is your take on that? Because it seems that there are some that are able to maintain it. Uh, she talked about him giving her talks about mental mental toughness, about how mentally tough she would have to be in order to have longevity in the business. What, what is your what is your take on that? If you had someone that's Talk to you or mentored you on that mental toughness aspect?
5: Um, you know, really, I think that I already had that and, and get that from my parents, which is, you know, something that I, that I just grew up with, and that's part of, I think, why wrestling appealed to me, because I always was an athlete, and actually my dad coached me um, in softball for most of my life, and, you know, really pushed me hard and, and pushed me to, to uh, kind of find my limits and then go beyond them. So I, and I also actually had, you know, I had my music and theater background and, and being in the theater world and that aspect of entertainment, it can be really difficult because you're going to auditions and you're being judged, um, you know, all the time. And I think that's something that plays into what women go through. When, you know, they're in the wrestling business, I think mean, everybody does, but in a way, sometimes women get it more because um, they're really expected to just be pretty, but not only be pretty, and that's kind of when I was talking earlier about um, having something to back it up. You know, if if a woman is just known or she's just there because she's pretty, then when that goes away there's no use for them. So, you know, yes, aesthetics is a big part of the business and it's huge for the women, but then you have to have something to back it up and you have to be known for something else that's going to have more longevity. So for me, um, you know, I know that the look is part of it and I know um, it's something that I have to work on and keep in mind and keep evolving and improving. But mm-hmm. I don't want to be known for that. I want to be known as somebody that will be professional and work hard and help others and really just put on a great show.
0: Very cool. I know that we talked about this uh, a few moments ago, and and and, I, and I, we talked to a lot of different wrestlers about this and because I'm always curious about this the effect that wrestling has had on your personal life, your personal relationships, whether it's you know with, with siblings or with your mom or your dad, is there ever a sense of balance for you or a sense of normalcy to be had, Mary?
5: Well, I think that normalcy is just kind of whatever you make it. So for me, this is normal, and being somebody that has always been competitive and has always gone for what they really believe in, what they want, that's something that's normal for me. Um it's been something that's been a, a point of contention with my family because wrestling is not something that a lot of people um that that aren't already interested or involved in it really can get a good grasp of.
2: Mm-hmm. So
5: it's it's difficult for my family to really understand and to um kind of get behind it because they just they don't really get it. They I mean they're they're supportive and they're encouraging, and you know they all went and bought the the issue of summerslam that my picture's in, and you know they I know that they um tell their friends and and everybody kind of what I'm up to but right. um they, they it's just hard for them to really fully understand it, so you know f- for me it's it's still. It's something that's important enough for me, that it's something that I love and something that I really believe in, and I really believe that I can reach people and have a positive impact on people. So um, it's, it's something that I still have to do. But um, I, I really feel that while, you know, other people maybe are, are taking their weekend and they're going out and they're partying, my my partying is I'm going out and wrestling or I'm going to the gym. So in a way, um, there's that time management. And to me, it's kind of like, well, whatever I'm doing with that time, that's my me time. You know, for me, it's something that's positive. But mm-hmm. uh, there's still, no matter what it is you're doing with that time, you have to find the other time to, um, you know, be with family and to, uh, you know, just focus on your other sort of responsibilities and obligations whether they're personal or school or um, for independent wrestlers, there's you know other jobs and, and things you have to do to make ends meet. So um, it's just all about that balance.
0: Well, we certainly believe in you and, and that's the reason why we reached out to you to have you on the show because we believe in, in Mary Elizabeth Monroe and I knew I knew that you were going to be an absolute gem which is what you've been tonight and I certainly appreciate Thank you. you coming on to the show and taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. Uh, where can folks, what, what do you have coming up that where people can come out and see Mary Elizabeth Monroe wrestle?
5: I will definitely check out ovwrestling.com. Um, I will be wrestling on their TV taping this coming Wednesday, and uh, I should be there most Wednesdays and then the first Saturday. Saturday of the month they have their Saturday night special um, mm-hmm. that's a live event as well as um, you know sometimes we do traveling events so that stuff will all be on the website. Um, and then right now um, I've got a couple of things that are are not quite confirmed that are um, mostly on the East Coast and Midwest. so okay. the best way to kind of find out about that would be to check out my Facebook, which is mm-hmm. facebook.com backslash Wrestler Mary Elizabeth, and then my Twitter that is at Wrestler M-E-M, and as shows um, get confirmed and get advertised, then I will put up posters and reminders about all of that so that people can you know, go check them out if they're in the area or um, with things like OVW, They do the TV taping on Wednesday, and Mm -hmm. um, they put the show up on Thursday on their website as well.
0: And we will put those links up on our website tonight as well. Uh, Again, really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. The last thing I'd ask you to do, and we ask this of all of our guests, if you would, if you would record a radio bump for us, if you would simply say something like, This is Mary Elizabeth Monroe. And you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. And you can go whenever you're ready.
5: Okay. Hello everyone. This is Mary Elizabeth Monroe and you are listening to Live From the Armory Wrestling Show. Is that good? Did I sound like amazing uh, son- radio?
0: No, you sound <laughs> no, you sound a professional as hell. That's just amazing. Awesome. Well
5: thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Mary, so no thank no you retake. For- no retakes. No, it won't be like Cliff Compton where we had to do like sixteen takes. So no. Oh no, I mean, I'm gonna have
5: to ask him about that.
0: Ask him. <laughs> yes, ask yes, him about do. it. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. Mary, I'm gonna
5: have to tweet him right now. Tweet him. Tweet him. Tweet him. Ask him. Say <laughs> how many
0: takes. How many takes did it did it take for you to record <laughs> a intro for live from the Armory or ad from the Armory with Bob and Laura? And he'll know. He'll he'll tell you. All right. I'll
5: do it.
0: Okay. Uh, Thank you very much for the follow on Twitter. I appreciate it. And more importantly, thank you for being with us tonight, Mary.
5: Thank you. It's been great. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you guys.
0: It's nice to meet you, too. You have a good night.
5: Pleasure. You, too.
0: All right. Bye-bye. And there goes Mary. What a nice – what a – what what an absolute pleasure that was to have her on the show. Just an absolute pleasure.
1: Certainly. And it's, it's um, yeah, I mentioned it before, it's just, it's incredible to hear someone say, you know, I don't want to portray a certain image because that's not me, you know. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's absolutely wonderful, especially with women's wrestling because, you know, like I said, you know, I know you men love this, but I'm really afraid that sometimes there's going to be a wardrobe malfunction. And on WWE, there's been wardrobe malfunctions with women wrestlers not in gear. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. You you um, know, when she was talking, do you know who she reminded me of in in just talking about mm -mm. stuff? She reminded me of the Dynamite Diva, Michelle Wilkins. That's who she reminded me of, about about professionalism and about, you know, being a role model and realizing that there are children of all ages in the audience. You know, folks, trust me, Laura and I know what the demographic is. We've seen the charts. I I get it. I know what it's all about, okay? But I have been to wrestling shows, and Laura has too, where, you know, people will bring children, and I think a lot of times – you know, we lose sight of the fact that there are children in the audience. And I'm not talking about,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, the 12-year-old kid with all the John Cena gear on. I'm talking about, you know, little girls that are six, seven, eight years old that are looking at these girls. So you just need to bear that in mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, when I was growing up watching wrestling, I had people like Misty Blue Sims and mm-hmm. Leilani Kai. And even mm-hmm. you know, people like Baby Doll and Sunshine and Precious and Dark Journey, mm-hmm. right. uh, you know, who were managing, you know, and and getting in there and you know, with the best of them. So yeah, I think it's I think it's important that if you're going to a wrestling match and you're a little girl, you've got to have something. And I'm not saying that you know other independent wrestling stars that are women aren't doing that, but it's just it's interesting to hear her and her, how important it team. is. Absolutely,
0: I mean she's yeah. she's one of them that's in the ring with, you know, with them and, and entertaining us and and what it takes to do that. So, you know, that's uh, um, very cool to have her on the show.
1: Yeah. I'm certainly uh, I was certainly entertained, and I'm so glad that she did not get angry over the. The, uh, the question about marriage Because I didn't know well, You know everything you. I had read about her Said that she was married And I'd, I appreciate her for being You know cool about that um, Absolutely. I have an, another exclusive announcement About PWX Fire, Fire away. Would you like to hear it Sure It is going to be um, Well good lord where did it go um, It was on Twitter And it's going to be Oh, come on. Where did it go? It just disappeared. It was like it was eaten. Oh, there it is. It's from Facebook. Never mind. Um, It's going to be Chase Brown and Jackson James, previous show guests, uh, versus uh, Lodi and Scotty Matthews. So that's two exclusive matches that we've gotten to announce. And thank you, Mr. Kanabruski. We appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. I know that
3: uh, you... Huh?
1: Go ahead. No, we love P W X as as we all know that and appreciate Brian for uh letting us have those exclusives. Um yes, I I do have um a little little issue I need to talk about. It's um
2: okay. it's
1: called um uh, it's called Caleb Conley. All Caleb right. Conley, Caleb Conley. Uh the and stop his
0: this impressive
1: on. showing at involved. Ev- he won two of his three matches. I'm going to go on record saying I already know that Caleb Conley is a superstar, and I think this weekend he showed the world that he's a superstar. I said this about Cedric the other week. In a year and a half, two years tops, Caleb Conley will be with NXT, you'll see him in the ring with Triple H shaking his hand like you did today with Kevin Steen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
0: A, what um, a dark day for wrestling that'll be.
1: Um, would also like to talk about the unwinding and unraveling of Chris Hero.
0: I saw you uh, put that weekend. down. What, what exactly are you talking about, the unwinding, the unraveling of he Chris kinda Hero? He kind of
1: lost his marbles. You know, he he didn't have a very good weekend. He lost the evolved title to Drew Galloway mm-hmm. Friday night. Um, yeah. He lost his match Saturday night. He won Sunday. He beat Caleb yeah. uh, Sunday. Yeah. But um, he, he just kind of went nuts. And it's just like, it's not the Chris Hero that we all know and love. It's kind of like, you know, what happened? Mm. Um, there's a... There's a definite – there's something not quite right there. It's going to be interesting. I know a lot of people have been on him about gaining weight.
0: That's what I was just getting ready to say. I thought maybe that's what you were talking about. And for folks that may not know what we're speaking of, there were some very – what's the word that I'm looking for? Unflattering photos of Chris Hero at Evolve this weekend. Some of them saying – Perhaps he should look at some different ring gear, you know, just some different things. Uh, for those, I guess some people already know this, some people may not, uh, weight has been an issue for Chris in the past. For him. Uh, he would uh, slim down, bulk back up, slim down, bulk back up, slim down. You know, it's a repetitive thing. Only Chris is, it, only Chris is in control of his physique. If he wants to lose the weight, he'll lose the weight. If he doesn't, he won't. But that doesn't take away from his in-ring ability. I think it's just a lot of people trying to be nitpicky about how they feel someone should look, kind of going back to what we were just talking about with, you know, Mary, and about being real and so on and so forth.
1: Right. Well, here's the thing. I'm not (laughs) anybody to sit and tell someone, hey, you need to lose weight. Um, I think if you can there's a lot of big men in wrestling who can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow comes to mind. The man could get in there and go with the best of him. He could turn cartwheels. Mhm.
0: I think
1: So, you know
0: I think I think what it is for Chris is I think that his body type does not allow for weight to be well, flat he's true. very long legged, very long armed. You know what I'm saying is is to his right. frame size, you know, it stands out more. We'll put it that way.
1: I, I think you're right. I, I, I think you are right. But you know, um, what I was talking about was just, um, uh, you know, uh, him kind of coming apart at the seams. And of and course, just, it could be the fact that you know he lost his evolved title. Um, could be that'll do it for you. But um, it was just interesting to see. Uh, him just totally um, coming unhinged and unglued. Um,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I want to interject here something that, you know, you said that we couldn't, but um, I'm going to talk about Cameron Cade a little bit. I know you said we couldn't, and I'm not talking about anything pornographic. He had a great match in Trent South Wrestling this past weekend with uh, Mr. Chase Brown. He threw Chase through a table
2: mm.
1: and those pictures are floating around you can um i don't know if you guys are on uh, facebook but uh adrian roar was at that um a couple of other people were have great pictures of him actually throwing chase through the table Cade mm-hmm. is not anyone to take lightly i know a lot of people you know tell me oh he's a pretty boy whatever he can go So uh,
0: well, this Eat is what I'll say about um, this is what I'll say about Cameron. The dude is ripped beyond yeah. belief. I guess if I had a body like yeah. that, I'd show it off too. Just saying. All okay. right.
1: You know, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. But I um, just wanted to put that in there that you know, he uh-huh. he does. He's not just a pretty boy. He he can go. Good.
2: Um.
1: Would also like to talk about uh, something that's going to get started here. That I know it is, and that's okay because you know we both came out okay on the um, on the last time, and you know that's fine. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Hale Conley responded to Schmett Hardy's uh, open wrestle cage challenge. So sounds like to me it's on. November. I have
0: no comment right now.
1: <laughs> because I have you no almost jumped on the Conley bandwagon this weekend, and he finally tweeted you that you were effing wrong about him. And then all of a sudden, oh no, it's Matt, it's Matt Hardy. Okay. I've got this. Well, anyway, you know what? I wanted to... Well,
0: no, no, hold on, hold on. We're going to change your name from Lovely okay. Laura to Push Button Laura because you like to push my buttons. Here's the deal. After weeks, months of absolute silence from Caleb Conley, who will not address anything that I have said, all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere, he decides to tweet me after I said, you know, was I wrong about Caleb Conley after his evolved showing? And I put, nope, you know, because I still, whatever. You know, two out of three ain't bad, meatloaf. Hey, and then he decides to tweet me. Well, you were right. You were effing wrong about me. But after weeks of not hearing a word out of him, I thought he was still homeless in Charlotte. And all of a sudden he just, you know, pops up with something. Listen, Bub. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matt Hardy put out a challenge. If you think that you can get it done, if you think that you can work it out behind the scenes with whomever, uh, you know, whoever's booking, whoever's in charge of anything, then, then, then so be it and we'll see it. I am not going to give this any more time than what is, what is absolutely necessary. Caleb Conley will not beat Matt Hardy at WrestleCade if they wrestle. It's not going to happen. My hand to God, it won't happen.
1: We'll see, Bob.
0: Carry on, woman.
1: Anyway, I um, wanted to give a shout-out real quick. I know we're running low on time, but I wanted to give a shout-out real quick to my buddy, Ryan Martell, and his podcast, yep. Martell's Corner. Yep. It's going to be recorded um. This Friday, he records anywhere between Wednesday and Friday. Um, I was fan of the month last week. Thanks a lot, Ryan. I appreciate that. Did I you get a some gift? Questions at ba- I did not get a gift. I just got the moniker. Uh,
0: okay.
1: Give him a what shout out. You, in, you know.
0: What did you, what uh, moniker did you-
1: August? August fan of the month.
0: He gave you August fan of the month. Mhm. Okay.
1: You you just need to go drink some Conley aid. Um, you can tweet him at, at @babyfacebruiser hashtag uh, Martell's Corner. Send him some questions. He'll answer them. It doesn't matter what it is. Just send them to him. Also on Facebook at um, just type in Ryan Martell. You can find him. Great guy. Uh just like I said, just wanted to get, show him some love and also wanted to show Tim Cole and Matt Mahoney some love for giving us shout outs in their uh, <laughs> web series that is mm-hmm. hilarious. You need to go check it out. Um Uh Matt Mahoney got on to me from forgetting
2: his name and now I can't remember the name of the part of the show. Do you remember what it's
0: called? What? Why do I, don't I have to bail <laughs> Why do I have to bail you out? It's called the dynamic duo of wrestling.
1: There you go, the dynamic duo of wrestling. I know it was something like that, but thanks, guys, for the shout-out. We really appreciate it and can't wait to see what you guys come up with in the future.
0: And I'm going to have to find Matt on Facebook. I'm friends with Tim, but I'm not friends with Matt, so I'll have to – that reminds me i got to do that. I knew there was something I was forgetting to do. I have to find him and, and send him a friend request on Facebook. Um, I did want to announce um, next week's guest. Next week's guest, we have – Atlanta wrestling entertainment promoter Josh Wheeler will be with us next week. And also, we will have championship wrestling from Hollywood star Tito Escondido will be joining us next week. So all of our fans that are out on the West Coast that say, man, we loved it when you had West Coast guests on. When are you going to have another West Coast guest on? Guess what, folks? It'll be next week. Tito Escondido. Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment promoter Josh Wheeler, both of those guys will be with us next week. We're looking forward to that. Folks, we certainly thank you for joining us again on another episode of Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. We're heard here every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time on Blog Talk Radio. You can download our episodes for free on iTunes. Simply go to iTunes, type in Armory in the search bar, click that, then go down to Podcasts, click that as well, and bang. Every episode, all, I don't know, how many episodes do we have now, Laura? Isn't
1: this episode 32? 32,
0: that's right. All 32 episodes are available for download on iTunes for free. So download them. We appreciate uh, appreciate your support. Laura, do you have anything you want to add before we call it tonight?
1: I would like to add that it's Cade's Kingdom. We just live in it.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Folks, thank you again for being with us tonight. We'll see you next week. Y'all have a good night. Whoop, whoop.
3: been listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at From the Armory. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. If you like what you hear, Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.